podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, let's just get into it. So, racism. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. We do the podcast every Tuesday. You hear it on Wednesday, unless you're a Patreon, in case you get it as soon as we finish. So, check that out. Link is in the description. Um, half of where can people get your work? Half of footballhot.com or on the street. I'm at Daniel to look on Twitter. You can follow my writings on Off Target this week. <laughs> uh, you know, there are some weeks where it's very Why the laugh? Why the laugh? There are some weeks where it's very difficult to figure out what to write about, but this week was very easy. Oh. <laughs> even, even, even there are some times where I have an idea. And I'm like, this is going to take five, six, seven, eight days. I wrote 2,000 words that got condensed into 1,500 words in about a day about Vinicius. And then it was just picking and arranging how I wanted the, the piece to flow. And yeah, so that's that was up earlier this morning. So I posted it and I went right to sleep. I was just like, it'll live there. <laughs> and, and we'll see what comes of it. But yeah, it was it was just very easy. Like as soon as it happened on Sunday... Actually, I was going to write about that earlier in the season, like when they did something to him. But I was like, you know what? All I have to do is wait and there will be a better opportunity to, oh, oh, to write it, it about means the, that. The, the effigy where the no, athletic fans on the bridge. Racism, just yeah, yeah. racism in Spain. I was like, just wait because it's an inevitability at this point. So just wait for it and you'll get the opportunity to write it in the in the proper context. Not trying to force something, but writing about it at the right time. So uh that's what I did. So you can check that out. Links in the description. Half Hope made a video that was like 20, 25 minutes. So you can guess what this episode is going to be about. Um, Vinicius Jr. was playing for Real Madrid. Obviously, they went to the Mestalla Stadium in Valencia. Um, they lost the game eventually. But uh, the game wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was Vinicius being racially abused yet again. The game was suspended for a minute. They put over the tannoy, like, Ayo, chill. Nobody chilled. Vinicius confronted the crowd because he saw people doing, like, the ooh, 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 monkey chants and all that kind of stuff. That led to a bit of a skirmish between Valencia players and Real Madrid players. Vinicius was held by his neck by Hugo Duro, I believe. Vinicius lashes out at Duro for touching him. Obviously, the second person always gets caught. Vinicius gets red carded. The stadium just basically boos him and taunts him. And the excuses for racism have come out that, you know, Vinicius was being provocative. And he's the he's the person who's doing this, basically. Um, and that has kind of sparked debate. I've seen Half Hope engaged in, in many back and forths. So I've even been tagged. Some Something about Malcolm X, I was like, I'm not engaging with <laughs> Somebody who has not, who's never read or listened to Malcolm speak about Malcolm just because they think they have Islam in common. I'm not doing that. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because you worship or pray to the same God, that doesn't mean you know who Malcolm is. So chill. Actually, can we start there? Go for it. Can we, let, let's start at the back and forth I had. Because you would think that everybody would be on the same page of like, okay, racism, let's sort it out, blah, 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 and so forth. Even if, I mean, we'll, we'll get the to the whole sort of racism thing. So, provoke. My Twitter spats began because guys were DMing me and saying, well, have you heard what Abdul said? Abdul was like, yes, it's wrong. I, of course it's wrong and so forth. But Vinicius mm. was provoking. And by him provoking, he's only making the matters worse. And then guys said to him that, genius, Edward didn't provoke anyone when he almost walked off the pitch. And he was abused. So basically, you're saying that don't provoke, be silent, be quiet. And then somehow this will stop them being racist. I don't think Umtiti was provoking anyone. I don't think Balotelli was provoking anyone. I don't think Moiskin was provoking anyone. And these are guys who have been racially abused for a long time. And this is whether it's in Spain or Italy. It's all the same. Eastern Europe, Spain, Italy. Millwall. Yeah, oh, thank you, Millwall. But, but, but see, see, the thing here is that we're not here to solve racism. As no. I always said before, I don't care about the man who is a racist in private. You can rot in hell for all I care. I don't give a damn. I'm not there to change racism in your mind. But my game, the spots that I watch called the beautiful game, 
you can stop it there. But this is a, a, a really good way to, to go through because someone made a, a key point. We, and I use we in parentheses, we have created this monster, which is toxic football culture. So people say that, man, you know, have hope. You're near, I mean, when, when you're in England, you know, you're near Emirates, you're near Stamford why don't you go? I have no real desire to go to games because of how toxic football is. But somehow, in some weird way, and I don't know how this has been allowed, it seems as if racial abuse has been part and parcel. I always give the example of when I used to, when I used to walk near um, Stamford Bridge. And on my way to work, there were a group of Chelsea fans who were singing about gassing Jews because that was to go against the Tottenham fans. So this whole thing, and again, I remember the one time when this guy I knew in school, whose name is my regular guy, came in half drunk. And because he's a sports fan, he was saying to Henri, oh, where's your banana? Where's your banana? Blah, 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 and so forth. So this whole thing of racial abuse has someone been like, oh, no, no, it's just football bans. It's all part of football culture. But say, no, <laughs> wait a minute. No, no, this is football. And you can abuse a guy and insult a guy and so forth. But there has to be a line. <laughs> but what we've seen from Italy, from Spain and so forth is that, oh, no, no, there's no line that that's... This racism is part and parcel, and that's where the whole moronic Abdul statement comes from. Because he's like, if you provoke them, hey, this is the result. <laughs> you know, you provoke them and so forth, this is the result. And then I bring in the NBA. So let me get this straight. No trash talking should be allowed. So when John McEnroe was doing all that stuff, oh, no, no, that's just bad. Or... In the NBA, when you see Michael Jordan and all, all these guys trash talk, we shouldn't have that. Trash talking, that's sports. That's literally is a key fabric of sports is trash talking. So you're saying that don't trash talk because if you trash talk, people have the rights to racially abuse you. You know, mm. so because by bringing up, he provokes people. Don't give me that crap about how, oh, I know racism is wrong. It's like, um, I don't mean to be racist, but I hate all blacks. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I know racism is wrong. It's a wrong thing, but don't provoke them. No, 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 no. By you saying that don't provoke them, you've already negated racism is wrong. You've already sort of trivialized racism by lumping in, well, he did pro pro provoke them. It's like, wait, are these, are, wait, are these fans babies? Oh my gosh, we got provoked. Oh my gosh, he said that's what we're, we're going to get relegated. Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, but then again, and this is where it's, it's so sick. Abdul is a Barca fan. And there are guys who, because this is my tribe, I must always protect my tribe and go against Vinny. So I've now got to change the narrative to, oh my gosh, Vinny, he's a crybaby. He's always saying this, that, and so forth, blah, 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 blah. And then you now look at the moron Javier Tebas and his response. So last thing, then I'll kick it to you. The reality is this. I have spoken to three Spanish people now. And people can say, well, fine. But I can bet you that it could be more. Three different Spanish people have said that, yeah, Spain is, is racist. They have a racial issue. Now, the explanation is low proximity to black people. It's not that integrated. They obviously have a very stereotypical view of black people that is per perpetuated by the media. They say, oh, no, there is a racism problem in Spain. And there's racism in England, in France, in Germany. When last did you see an entire stadium do monkey chants in the Bundesliga, League O, or the Premier League? It's been a long time. England had the same issue in the 80s. Oh, in the 80s, it was horrible. But when the Premier League came through, they were like, okay, we're now rebranding this league. And in this rebrand, we've and for it to be marketed globally, we've got to be able to change, change it. But in the racist Syria and the racist La Liga, because from, from henceforth, I shall call, refer to them as the racist Syria and racist La La Liga, you're not interested. <laughs> you're not interested. So before you can even solve this, You've got to solve the issues of the country. So Italy, as a country, is racist. Spain, as a country, is racist. And Daniel, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Oh, there's racism everywhere. Don't give me that crap. Of course there's racism in England. The racism in Spain and Italy is worse than the racism in England, France, and Germany. Their degrees. Let's say, you know, tier one, tier two, tier, tier three. Okay, England racism, tier three. Spain, Italy, upper tier two. Eastern Europe, chief. So that's that, that, that's my thing. So my thing is that before you try and solve this, you've got to sort out 
the integration of cultures within your country. It wants, if you don't do that, <laughs> you're fighting a losing battle. So, I mean, you've, you said a lot, so I'll try to pick pieces. Um, you started with the provocation. I always get twisted between provoke and provocation, but either way. Um, you know, you mentioned that, and that's kind of the first thing that stood out to me when I was looking at the reaction that people had was this thing of provocation is really, it's like the thing, it's the, it's the excuse people are going to. And my first thought, or my second thought, was behavior provokes behavior. You could define life, like what it is to be human, as a series of provocations and one's responses to them. Everything that happens to you is somebody trying to do something to you or interact with you. And you then get to choose how you respond to those provocations or behaviors or whatever the case may be. Like you could define life that way. So I find it a very cheap excuse to say somebody did something, therefore I must do this or I am allowed to do that. And if Vinicius being, I don't know, dancing or celebrating or gesturing to the crowd or whatever it is, if that is worthy of monkey chants, then how come when Antoine Griezmann does Fortnite dances after he scores a goal, how come we don't hear monkey chants? If it's just about the behavior of celebration and being combative, how come Ramos, when he was always, you know, combative, how come he didn't get monkey chance? If it's just about the behavior itself, if it has nothing to do with race or anything, if it's just about the actions and behaviors of people, then I, you know, when Griezmann does his up and down dance or whatever he's doing, like I should expect to hear ooh, 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 ooh from the crowd, but we don't hear that. So it's not about the behavior. It's about who the person is that's doing the behavior. So you can dead the, it's the provocation. No, it's not about provocation. It's about Vinicius is an African and you don't like Africans. Or you will accept so long as they don't disrupt your fun. There's a dissonance that happens. So like the the acceptable boundaries of where African people are allowed to exist within European society are quite clear. So when somebody oversteps that boundary in the racist's mind, they use whatever means or mechanisms they have to police that behavior. So if Vinicius does something that I feel as a racist is beyond morals, which is just basically anything that makes me feel emotion, then I will use the quickest, most effective tool I have to disrupt him, to like correct him, essentially. And the way that they're doing that in Spain, in Italy, in Eastern Europe, your tears were correct, is to just dehumanize them. So, so can I just make a very quick point? Because you just reminded me it. of something. School. I used to piss people off in school. <laughs> Nobody could annoy anybody better than, than me. But if we're in a case of annoying, there's a line. Hey, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm so good at annoying people, it reaches a breaking point. And it goes to your point of like, oh, God, this guy has got to me. What can I say to really get to him? Because this has really gotten to me. And the once he now says something racial, I'm like, okay, it's over now. And oh, I see, 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 Daniel, I don't know how deep we want to go. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, this because, is, this is because there's cool. a whole thing of like, can you be racist to white people? My thing is that once he now says that racial thing, there's nothing I can say to you. So once he says that racist thing, it ends. I'm like, oh, okay, this has got to be weird. Okay, and it just ends. Because the back and forth of like, I annoy you, you annoy me. I annoy you, you annoy me. I annoy you, you annoy me. But then once he now says that racist thing, there's nothing I can say in response because you've crossed the line. Because we thought that there, there should be boundaries here of like, we're just here annoying one one another. But annoying one another and now bringing in racism, those are two different things. But for these guys, they think, oh, racism is part and parcel. If you provoke me, hey, I can be racist back. And they think that that's normal. That's the issue. What, what you mentioned is quite interesting in the sense of like, it feels as if there's a building up process to this. To where in school, in the school example, you might have to tease someone or annoy someone four or five times for them to reach the level of you black such and such. I think that the way we conceptualize these incidents is as if it takes a lot to provoke someone to racism. If racism can even be provoked, that's another question. But let's take their belief system that racism can be provoked. Let's say that's true. They would make it seem as if you have to do a lot. That's the pervading notion that you have to do a lot in order to get someone to do something racist or like say something racist. I don't believe that to be true. 
the consistency and volume at which Vinicius has been targeted would suggest to me that you don't have to do much. Your very existence is the problem. They'll use any excuse, any slight deviation from what is, quote, acceptable. Any deviation from that will then create the excuse or justification for racist chants, racist taunts, saying mono, whatever the case may be. It's not It's not as if Vinicius has to do something drastic or anything. His very existence creates the the context by which racism will then fall upon him. Your example when you mentioned Eto before, Eto didn't do anything except score goals and do so well. That creates a context. You're in our country already. So <laughs> just you being here annoys us. So then if you do anything that steps beyond what I feel is correct in terms of the racist, then of course we're going to respond with you know the most effective, again, tool that we have at our disposal, which is doing something that we know will piss you off, which is racism. So I don't think it takes too much, really. I think like racism in particular cultures and societies is always there. It's not deep buried in people. It's at the surface and you just need to scr scratch is not the force requisite. It's just it's like, I don't know, pet. You just need to pet it, not even scratch. Oh, no, no, but, and it's but, there. It's you know, ready to go. My example is sort of an analogy, but it isn't sort of a like for like. Oh, no, because... oh, no, I'm building. We're, we're, we're building. Oh, no, 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 sister, no, no, because I think like the football fan is a very weird case study. Hmm. Because remember, they were already having these racial tones outside of the stadium. So they are, you're already going into racism mode already because when the football fan, the certain football fan is preparing to go to the stadium, you're in a certain mindset. You're already, in, you're already in a certain mindset. And what is scary is a lot of those guys who are doing the monkey chants on that Monday afternoon or on the Thursday afternoon, they're, oh, they're, they're, they're all pretty cool, but they just morph into something specifically for that football match. And my thing though is you can't have the excuse of like, and, and that is where the issue is. Oh, it's just, it's, it's football banter. It's just part of football culture. And the problem, this is the problem. It's been allowed to fester. Mm. And because you know what it is? It's, it's, it's rinse and repeat. Daniel, how many times have we been, been here? Like when this happened, I was like, oh, well, okay. So let me guess. Stop racism. We must end racism. All oh, racism must come together. <laughs> like, no, because bro, ever since I've been watching this thing from 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 the Syria in the nineties, we, we've been here. So my thing is that it's rinse and repeat. Talk, 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 and racism. The hashtags is terrible. A big football story will come, and this will be ignored, and it will happen again. Talk, talk, talk. We will do everything racism. We're against racism, and then it will then go forth. But which is why I, I my own little thing that I did is no, we can't have the same repeat. So in my little way, let's refer to it as the racist Syria and the racist La Liga. You can be racist, it's fine. That's just a little itty weeny thing, <laughs> probably Daniel. Racism is bad business. So, yes, no, 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 in 2020, 23, yes, it is. If the whole society believes it, is it really bad business? Here's my thing. If you're a smart businessman, you want to grow. They're not trying to get money from Africa. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> What I'm being very what, cynical, but no, 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 no. But what I've been people have been saying that you know, what has La Liga done post Cristiano and Messi, bro? I think La Liga just did like a, a deal with um, was it is it NBC or so forth? I think there was an American company who did something, and we already know I Paramount have a deal with this this Syria. So in order to really generate those, those funds, TV funds, you want to lease your league to global brands. So let's use America, for example. All right, we don't want to sell to Africa, but you want to sell to one of the biggest markets on the planet, which is America. Can you, can you sell the racist Syria or the racist La Liga on American sports? No. So if we refer to it as the racist La Liga or racist Syria and we put that stink on it, it messes up business. Keep in mind, they don't care about racism. As we've seen it, they don't give a damn. But surely you must care about the perception of your league and growing your league and growing the brand of your league. Let's be real. 
the face of La Liga right now, the superstar of La Liga is Vinny. He's a superstar. So if Vinny were to leave and to go to the EPL, La Liga, who do you have? Like, who's your face now? So right now, all you have are just teams, <laughs> you know? And then that's now hosts the brand. And the neutral is like, why am I watching La Liga for what? What's, what's there to, to watch now? But then it all goes down to Tebas. What do you want for your league? Do you want to grow your league? If you don't want to grow, grow your league, I just want your league to remain local. Oh, <laughs> end of discussion. That, that's it. If you don't want to grow your league, you're happy it's being local and we're just here for vibes and just here for tradition. Oh, oh, this is very simple. It's very simple. Then, it's, then like we, we wash our hands and so but then there's nothing to, to, to be done. And <laughs> that's funny. I feel that you're probably right. I think these guys are like, this is Spain. Is what we do, and I don't think there is a real order to grow. Because remember, the the whole point of the Premier League was why we branding. We want to make this a global brand, and we want to market this to the world. Mm. Because what I, I saw something that was very interesting. So remember, whenever there was the UCL, like post George George Floyd and taking the, the the knee, and then I don't know who it was. It was a team against Atletico Madrid, and the Atletico Madrid they didn't take take the knee. I was like, oh. Okay, it's obviously not in Spain and, and everything. So I've always been critical of the whole taking the name, taking the name because it's very performative and you just want to do it for marketing and perception rather than doing the real hard work. But I admire at least the attempts to battle racism that we don't give a damn. <laughs> As in, we're not even trying to really give a damn. So the Premier League, because you're such a, you are the global brand and the most watched um, league Football league on the, on the planet. No, one of the most watched leagues on the planet, full stop. It is important to be like, okay, no, no. Where is this world now? Oh, racism is bad? Okay, we have to show that racism, that's, that cannot be allowed to be, to be put here. Even if we are, we are racist ourselves, we can't allow racism to be merged with the Premier League in 2023 because racism in 2023, it's bad business. It's bad PR. Your PR experts will be like, Racism in 2023, eh, no, no, you don't want that. Um, Anti-woman um, sexism, eh, you don't want that in 2023. It's, it's just bad PR. It's, 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 it will hurt the bottom line. But I don't think in, in Spain they care. <laughs> no. I don't think they care, so. Yeah, like, it's funny you said, wash your hands, because <laughs> that's what I thought of. And then I, I had to think, like, where, where does wash your hands come from? Like, the washing of hands, right? So it's it's a Sunday school story, really, where Pontius Pilate was, he was like the Roman governor of, I guess it was called Judea, during the time of, like, Jesus' death or whatever. And they brought Jesus before Pilate. And Pilate was like, so what did you do? And Jesus was like, I, it is what it is, bro. That's basically what he said. And Pilate was like, I don't see anything wrong with homie. So this is what I'll do. I'll give you a murderer that I can release or I, or I can release Jesus. And the crowd was like, give us the murderer, kill Jesus. And Pilate was like, I mean, I don't want problems with these guys because Judea was a hotbed of trouble and revolution and all that. So he was like, all right. Like, I'm going to give you what you want. That way I can avoid a riot. But just to show that Jesus' blood isn't on me, he symbolically washes his hands. And like, look, this decision, these choices, it's not mine. Y'all did this. I was like, that's that's basically what La Liga does. They wash their hands in response to racism. They're happy to just wait for either the Spanish government to come and intervene in particular cases of racism or they're just waiting for these campaigns of you know anti-discrimination and whatever to just absorb within the spanish society like they aren't using the power that they have to its maximum which is what is required if you really are intent on changing culture but i think you know you kind of hint towards it they're not interested in that I mean, there's a bunch of things you can do. You can empty stadiums. You can find teams. You can take points from them. You could relegate them. You could take their games off television. There are many things you could do, but they don't do them because it's not in the best interest internally. And I think Spain is a quite insular and backward society in that sense where they're only concerned about what is here. 
And that has a long history of, you know, the the military dictatorship. And Spain doesn't have the same multicultural project as maybe a France or a Germany or an England would. Like Spain is very, it's it's homogenous to an extent. And even if you look at Portugal, Portugal is far more multicultural in that way hmm. than Spain. So they have a particular culture and that culture is from an African's perspective, ignorant and backward. Can, can we in, investigate this whole monkey thing? Just really just build upon that because it's something that's, again, that has always been the go-to. Monkeys. Yeah, like black Do you remember player. the Serie A campaign where it's like, we are all monkeys? Yeah, and yeah. They had the monkey faces on the yeah, footballs? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, but, but, <laughs> but, but again, like what is so crazy is just, just even the whole thing of a, the monkey is basically you are less than human, which is which is why. You see, here's the thing: it's it, so we're now going into a whole religion and evolution. So if you're really religious, man, who are those freaking monkeys and so forth? Oh, like you're you're less than human, and you'll be blacks. You're next to those gorillas. <laughs> but, 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 but but if you believe in evolution, people will say, "Well, uh, we all this is what you evolved from." But even if you do believe in the evolution, then for the people calling the black person a monkey, we've evolved far more than you. So which is why this now goes back to perception. As you say in Spain, what does a Spanish man living in Madrid or Cordoba, where there are no black people, how do they view black people? How? Media. Hmm. And how are black people portrayed on media? How are they perceived? You know, because remember, this now goes back to black is ugly, black is unclean, black is dirty, black is backward. And white is beauty, white is intelligent, white is forward thinking, white is scientific, white is smart. So if you don't really have that proximity to black people, all you have is that very stereotypical view. That because the way the world is has been built is you no know, black people that they're the guys at the bottom of the pyramid, they're the guys that are backward. So you come to Spain because of lack of integration, like that's that's where you're gonna to go to, but and here's and do you know what is so funny? This is what I find so fascinating is Germany. Think about the history of Germany. They're the ones that are supposed to be like the Syria and La Liga. <laughs> but I would more there's a more of a chance of me going on a holiday to Germany than going to Spain or Italy. I wouldn't feel comfortable going to on a holiday to Italy or, or Spain. I wouldn't. I would feel far more comfortable going to now. Here's a key thing. One of the biggest cities, because obviously in the East, is a bit crazy in Germany. But one of the biggest cities you go through, because my thing is, though, when did we ever hear a massive racist incident in the Bundesliga? Remember, this is Germany. This is Germany, Germany, Germany. This is N-A-Z-I Germany. <laughs> when, <laughs> when did we last hear? Because how things are is... You know, Spain is cultural, all this massive culture and the food and everything. You know, Italy, Rome is a city of love and so forth. And Germany, let's be real, Germany still has that stink. Germany mm. still has that racism stink on it. Yeah, well, they've, they've done better now, but remember where they were? Remember what they did? But let's keep it a stack. If you're a black man, would you feel safer going to Spain and Italy over a Germany? This is where another key thing to, to go to. So during my back and forth... People say, oh, no, 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 why are you looking at La Liga? There's racism everywhere. You know, EPL, what about the whole Sterling, Sancho thing and what so forth? That? And I was like, guys, get real. We know there's racism everywhere. Of course there is. We're not here saying that England has no racism. Racism exists everywhere. But, and this is what I kept on saying, and people couldn't respond to me when I said this. Tell me the last time in the last 20 years, a whole crowd were having monkey chance to a black player in the EPL in the last 20 years. You can't. There's not, there's not been an incident where an entire stadium in the Premier League was racially abusing a black player to the point where the black player threatened to walk off. It has not happened in the last 20 years in the EPL. No, it happens every other week in the racist La Liga and the racist Syria. You can't solve racism outside of the stadium. No, and racism is a disease that human beings will live with forever. You can solve racism in the stadium if you want to. But Spain that's, and Italy, that's, that's you don't want to. The, the willingness has to be there in order to do something. 
or not even the it's more the do you see it as a problem not even the willingness to deal with the problem but do you acknowledge that there is a problem that needs to be dealt with wait i don't know do you have the tebas quotes because i think he said something so that's why i don't think it was tebas because someone it was either tebas or someone who says that no there's no racism in spain (laughs) see if you know how they said like you know um if you go to alcoholics anonymous the first thing of defeating alcoholism is you have to first admit you have a, a problem mm-hmm. if you don't admit you have a problem then you can't even get to step two step step three step one admit you have a problem if you don't admit that oh for, for, forget about the other steps so if you don't accept that oh there's racism it's, there's a racism problem in spain if you don't accept that oh we can't do anything about this we we we, we can't like england as a society they knew that oh no no there is a racism problem here again that very famous photo of John Barnes back healing the, the banana skin and so that, forth. That might have been a fluke. But... Oh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, that's, it, it, it's important in the sense of, if you, look, if you just look at the histories of the countries, mm. there is a sub, not a significant, but a substantial enough African population within England that came either from the Caribbean or Africa to where they have, they have a voice. And they can push discourse as far as it can be. I know it's only like 3% of the population or whatever. Mm. But it's, if you look in like the major city centers, whether it's in Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, London, there are enough African people there, especially London, to make noise and push a society in the correct direction, if you will. In Spain, I don't have the numbers offhand, but... So, okay, so... You got um, it. I it's a percentage. Spanish, 84%. Moroccan 1.7%, Romanian 1.2%. They don't even have race. All, yeah, and, 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 and other, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, other 12.3%, 2021 estimate. Yeah, so they don't even break down their society in terms of a racial dynamic in the way that England would. So England have numbers on this is the amount of Asian people, this is the amount of black people, this is the amount of mixed race people, this is the amount of white people. Like they have that hierarchy set. In Spain, I'm sure their census doesn't even factor blackness as as such. It might say we have a certain amount of Nigerians, we have a certain amount of South Africans, we have a certain amount of was it Guinea Bissau? We have like mm-hmm. places like that, but or Equatorial Guinea was it? But Spain doesn't have a sizable population of African people to to tell the society that is wrong and that I'm, I'm i'm speaking mostly out of ignorance but i know there are a few people that i've been in contact with um over the past year or two that they're black they're spanish and they're trying their best but it's not like you have a base of people with in which to change a whole society you know and mm-hmm. spain as in itself is very it's like city states damn near you know, you have the Bilbao's, you have the Madrid, you have the Barcelona's. Like, even the concept of Spain as a country is very weak because of, you know, Catalan differences, Madrid differences. Like, it's very... Spain is a weird society in that sense. But one thing that I feel like is generally consistent is the lack of Black people allows ideas, historical ideas of what Black people are. You know, you wanted to talk about what monkeys and this and that. Mm. It allows those ideas to fester, grow, metastasize effectively. And, you know, when you're... And this is another thing I wrote about, was let's say you're 15-year-old Vinicius, right? You're a talented young footballer and you see, oh, Barcelona on TV, Ronaldinho, Real Madrid on TV. I don't know who would have been there at the time, like uh, Ronaldo, Zidane, whatever it would have been. And you're like, wow, like that's that's the dream is to play in front of 100,000 people in Camp Nou or 80,000 people at the Bernabeu. Like that's the dream to go play for Real Madrid, to go play for Barcelona. Like that's my dream. Mm. And you think about his dream. His dream probably wasn't to go to Spain in like the most pointed sense. My dream isn't Spain. My dream is Madrid, like Real Madrid. Oh yeah not, yeah. not not even the city or the country, but that football club in particular and what it means to the profession that I want to excel at. 
So you think of someone like Vinicius, who's 15, 16, 17, Madrid come, and like, do you want to play for us when you're 18? Of course, because that's his dream. But do you think inside of your dream that I have to live in Spain? (laughs) And and, and again, and again, you're 17, 18 years old. So obviously, like, I'm thinking about this as a 32-year-old. So this is no shade or anything. I understand. And if I was in his shoes, of course, I would do the same thing. But But the point is, you don't realize when you're dreaming of particular places and particular things that I have to live in this place and everything that comes with that place. So in following his dream to play for Real Madrid, which is a dream that millions of people have, do you take into consideration, I have to put myself or subject myself to a society so backward that they feel monkey chants are a responsible, acceptable response or reaction to me dribbling, to me celebrating, to me just smiling, to me being angry, they feel like that's an acceptable response. You don't think of those things. You just think of the white kit, the the Bernabeu, the lifting up a Champions League, maybe the money to an extent, but you're not thinking of, I have to go to Spain. And what is Spain? It just so happens that the biggest club in the world is in Madrid. Mm. And I want to go play for the biggest club in the world. But on a societal level, that necessarily dictates I must deal with Spain. And is that something that you should want to do or must do? I don't know. I'm not stuck, but it's just like, damn. Because remember, there is that link of South America and Spain. I think if you grew up in Brazil, I believe that you you pretty much know both languages, Portuguese and, and Spanish. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that you're taught both languages, Spanish and, and Portuguese, and they sort of overlap a bit one another. So I do think that there is a bit of connectivity to Spain, Spanish culture, Spain with South America, based based on just how the amounts of influence Spain has in that region. The the type of Brazil that Vinny grew up in and Spain are nothing alike. I can almost guarantee you that. I'm not even talking about what they are culturally, but there is still, for example, Nigeria, Nigeria and England are like two different planets. (laughs) Like literally, living in Nigeria and living in England, it's like everything is different. But you can Everything's go to a different. place in London that resembles Nigeria, right? Like at least there are, are there are there are there are cultural shops. There are Nigerian no. shops. You can go no. get Nigerian food. No, no, there's, no, there's no. no Nigerian restaurants. It's a psychological thing. Even if you go to a restaurant, I think that that's you still not. I'm in England. When you're in Nigeria, you know you're in Nigeria. Of it just course. it's but like there, but, but there are pieces of home away. In no, Spain, there aren't. I guarantee you, there is nothing of Afro-Brazilian culture of which someone like Vinicius or Rodrigo or Militao or anybody can no, like latch uh, on. Daniel, you can't say that because I say that in the whole of Spain there isn't a Brazilian club. In the whole of Spain there isn't a samba club. It's in the whole Afro of Spain, Brazilian club. That's why I said Afro. Yeah, yeah. So, so but basically, my thing is that of course in Spain, just in England, you can go to a restaurant, a shop. You can see a subculture of like. Um, afro Brazilians and, and so forth, but you're still primarily in Spain. And, and again, I'm speaking from experience, somebody who grew up in Nigeria and has lived in, in England, mm-hmm. totally different, completely and totally different places. But saying that, even if you're in Nigeria, there is still that link to England. And there is still, based on the colonialism and so forth, there is still that lin- linkage and connectivity that Nigeria has to England. And I do feel that, obviously for Brazil, it's closer to Portugal, but there's still, I think with Portugal and Spain, it goes hand in hand of the kind of influence and the connectivity it has there. So to your point- I don't think so, I don't think so. Because Portugal have the history of colonialization in Angola and Mozambique that there, if you look, just look at the football team. Hmm. There's the Carvalhos, the Nannies, the, uh, the Danilos, the who's the one that won the the twenty sixteen Euro? Why is his name slipping my mind? Wait, 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 wait. which Euros? Twenty sixteen. He's he's he's, he's oh, scored the winning goal. Renato Sanchez. No, no. Well, that's, oh, that's, um, that's, that's one example. No. <laughs> that's, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I know. 
Eder, Eder, Eder. I was thinking Eder some, but I was like, that's not it. But yeah, like, Eder. there's a history in Portugal to where there there is a black contingent. Spain, I mean, it. The, I I feel like it's just Equatorial Guinea, if I have the history correctly. Mm. Whereas that that's where you get an Ansu Fati from, for instance. But there is like Brazil and Port, like you don't hear the same level of racist incidents happening in Portugal. Are, are there situations where you're playing for Lisbon or Benfica or these clubs and people are just like, oh man, don't go to Portugal. It's racist on some next level. Of course it's there. It's there yeah, yeah, it's there. The no, no, they aren't included in your tier, oh, no, no, Eastern no, but, but, Europe, Italy, Spain. It's a simple, but no, like, I think, no, look. And, 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 and I feel that's because they have direct, massive links with African people. No, but, but, but my thing is, let's not even belabor the, 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 the point. The, yeah. the key thing here is this is that for Vini, you want to play for Real Madrid. Right. And I can sort of agree to an extent of like, you've never lived in Spain. You just see Real Madrid from being in Brazil. Oh my gosh, this is where Ronaldo was at. This is where Kaka was at. This is where Roberto Carlos was at. Yeah, I want to go there and and so forth. And then once you're there, because you don't know how Spain really operates, you're like, oh wow, damn. And I and I think though is which is why it's so amazing what Vinny is doing, because if Vinny was a bit more quiet and more reserved. This would fester, which is why it goes back to the boneheaded comment that Abdul said. <laughs> because he was like, you provoking is making the matter worse. No, him provoking is where change is actually going to happen. Because by provoking, we're not talking about racism in Spain. You see, for the other players who went as outspoken as Vinny, didn't really piss off these um, satanic people the way that Vinny is, <laughs> you could easily just puts it under the rock. And because Vini is revealing these Satan children the way that he is, <laughs> it's like, oh, we can't now ignore this. Uh, we now have to now be like, no, forget La Liga. Forget Valencia. Let's talk about Spain. <laughs> because what was trending wasn't Valencia wasn't trending. Spain was trending. So now people are saying, wait a minute, is Spain racist? <laughs> So that's the question that, oh yeah, you know what? I think that's the title of the title. Nah, no, no, no. I don't want to question. I don't want to question. Like, I no. want a statement. Oh, Spain is right. <laughs> no, no. Yes, aha, but the very first thing I said on my video was Spain is racist. Well, no, no. I said La Liga is racist. And let's even go one step further. Spain has a racism problem, full stop. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. Spain has a racism problem. That is the reality. And once you deal with that, it's like, oh, wow. Because here's the thing. There's racism in England, in Germany and France, but not to the same degree as Italy, Spain, and Eastern Europe. Spain, Italy, and Eastern Europe are decades, decades behind Germany, France, and England. See, Germany, France, and England, they ha there's racism. They have racial issues. But they've made far more strides than Spain and Italy. Spain and Italy, they've not had any strides at all. You see, Germany, you have to make those strides due to your history. Mm -hmm. For France, the, the amount of immigration, especially from Africa and so forth, you, just, you simply have to look at what the team looked like at the final whistle of the World Cup final. <laughs> you know, so... And for, and, for, and, for, and for England, your history with Africa, your history with the Caribbean, and that's with the immigration and, and, and so forth, eventually you just have to. So, but with Spain and Italy, there is no, there has not, there's not really been that moment of where you've really forced to really confront your racism in the way that England, France, and Germany have to. So for, Spain, so for Spain and Italy, it's like, oh, you can very easily be like, oh, so it's not a problem because you're not even if you're not been forced to acknowledge anything because you've not really been put in a situation where you were like oh do we have a problem so the only African people you generally have to confront are people on the football pitch or yeah just like because those are the only imported Africans are the ones that okay you can come play football you can come do this but generally they don't there isn't a level of interaction that you would have if you were in a London or a Paris or. Lisbon, perhaps. 
Um, I did want to point out one thing, though, to mm. the La Liga point. The Premier League, and this is a point I'll steal from you, so you'll realize, like, oh, that's my point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Premier League marketed the Premier League. So they market the league as a whole. They don't market, this is just Manchester United, this is just Chelsea, this is just Liverpool. You get the whole thing. La Liga doesn't necessarily market Elche and Granada and Huesca and Ibar and all these places. They market Barcelona, Real Madrid, El Clasico. Sometimes Atletico sneak their heads in there sometimes. But generally, they market Barcelona versus Real Madrid. I feel like if you're someone like Tebas or whatever, the the inundation and saturation that a club like Real Madrid has throughout the world, if you only are interested in maximizing the potential between those two clubs, there isn't much you can do. If you're trying to market La Liga to the United States, if you're trying to market it to... I mean, the United States is basically the only country in the world that doesn't have some relationship with Spanish football. Every other country in the world knows about La Liga. And increasingly, the United States is is in that number. But they're only marketing their league with two teams. And those two teams are the biggest two teams in the world. Unless we're going to change our whole approach to how we, you know, market our league, which is basically all 20 teams instead of the top two, why would we need to change anything? Why would we need to make our league do things that the people who go to the games don't think is necessary when we're already saturated in the markets that we need to? Real Madrid is not going to get bigger in Brazil. It's not going to get bigger in Argentina. Barcelona is not going to get bigger in Uruguay. It's as big as it can be, and that's that. So so we can market Valladolid, in Texas, we're going to like make all of these people do things that they don't feel is necessary and fight those battles. I think that's probably where they're coming from. They would have to change the way they market their league on a Premier League type thing where you get all 20. But then in the United States, not enough people speak Spanish to even make that necessary. Does that make sense? Sorry, keep talking. <laughs> 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 my video. Sorry. So, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of complication with La Liga marketing for me is it's so top-heavy, and and the top two teams in that league are so well-known already that the marketing of your league is basically done before it starts. No, no, no. no basically, 100% Real Madrid and Barca is La Liga. The teams are so massive. They're so historic. You will always, always, always attract the very best players in the world, mostly from South America. So many of the top players will so want to play for you based on your history. You're like, what more do we need to do? Hence why, Daniel, you've answered my question. Why why do we need to expand globally? For what reason? Why do we need to rebrand ourselves? Why? Barcelona and Real Madrid alone pushes the league forward. And eventually, the next Neymar, the next Messi, the next Maradona and so forth is going to come to Barca. Who knows what Hendrick is going to be for Real Madrid? Who knows when Barca will get the next superstar? So once a superstar comes and eventually wins the Ballon d'Or, based on the history of Barca and Madrid players winning the Ballon d'Or, well, good. Mm. So why do we have to now fight racism? And then, no, this is our culture. This is how Spain is. We respond with racism. Why the hell do we need to change that? So no, nothing's changing. <laughs> so this, See, now this is the thing. Is this situation... For Vinicius, powerful enough to get another African and another precocious one like Endrick to say, I don't want to go to Madrid now. The answer is no. <laughs> that's no. the that's the sad reality. And this is where I ended in my piece. Brazil, in its current moment, is not a big enough container to contain the dreams of talents like Vinicius, like Rodrigo, like Endrick. They have to go to Europe, whether Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, Liverpool, wherever it is. Or a lot of them go to Portugal and then they get picked off by Benfica or they get are picked off when they're playing for Benfica or Lisbon or whatever the case. Brazil isn't a big enough container to hold those dreams. 
you're dealing in a country that is a legacy of Portuguese imperialism and colonialism, the transatlantic slave trade. There's more Africans in Brazil than any other country in the world, not named Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with Brazilian society in and of itself, with people in favelas and all of these types of things, crime crazy. They want to get out. And the way to get out in Brazil is by putting a lot of energy and effort into sport, mainly basketball and football. If the country isn't equipped to maximize my talent, that means I have to go elsewhere. And if I'm good enough, I'm going to have to go to Spain. If I'm going to have to go to England. I'm going to have to go to Italy. I'm going to have to go to Russia even. This is why so many Brazilian players like Oscar or those guys, I don't even know if Oscar was that poor, but it's like, so China's offering me um, $3 million a week? Mm-hmm. I'm not here necessarily to play football. I'm here for the resources. So if I have to go to China like Hulk or Jackson Martinez from Columbia, like if, of course I'm going to go and get the bag. Why wouldn't I? I've already left home. So, yeah. which, so which place has the money and resources that can take my family out of poverty, out of the favela, out of the hood, out of wherever, and can take us to a, to a next place? And that for me is is the problem that Endrick is going to suffer the same problems if this isn't dealt with and it won't be dealt with in 5 years like let's be serious the the real question or the real problem i think for african people as we think about these things is how do we make brazilian society more amenable to containing the talent that it produces and then on the next level how do we make the african continent that and that can be a solution to where you won't have to deal with monkey chance if you're playing for Sundowns or Orlando Pirates or have hope, was it <laughs> Bridge FC? <laughs> or, 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 or there's like Aimba or like, you know, Worry Wolves, you know. Right. So. Or if you're playing for like, you know, SC Villa in Compact, like you want to. But, 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 but see, that's a pipe dream. No, no, that's, that's a pipe dream. No, like, no, no. But no, 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 no. I, no. But just let, let me. The pipe dream is expecting Europeans to treat Africans as human. That's the pipe dream. And, it's, it's, and the it's, pipe it's, dream it's, is Africa. It's expecting Europe to just oh, we just love Africans now. No more monkey chants. No, 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 that's, no, 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 never happen. No, 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 of, no, no. Of course, we will. People no, we know that still. That can happen. And I'm saying that's that's a pipe dream, because my thing is, which is why I told you, Daniel, you need to go to Africa. You need to just go to the soil, <laughs> because <laughs> the thing though is, of course, I would love my utopia is. Africa can have a fully sustainable league, make enough money so guys can be in Africa and don't have to go through. But that's not the reality of the world that we live in. And I don't think that's a reality that we'll see anytime soon. Because when you look at the extreme structural, financial, psychological complications that exist in Africa and South America, because I don't think you understand the level of the psychological damage colonization did. Mm-hmm. Like it's it has done damage where it is going to take decades upon decades to even begin to have a structure where oh no you don't even need to leave the league anymore like so much damage is already done so my because you have because there is so much that you have to do within your country and how your country works the psychology of the people within your country the financial social demographics and dynamics of your country before you can even think of having a league that is fully financially sustainable. So that is decades upon decades away. So the sad reality is you're going to have to go to Europe and deal with this racism. That's just the sad reality. We can we can agree to disagree on that. Yeah, look. <laughs> what, what, and and, and my, 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 just to be clear, the disagreement is I feel like even if it's a pipe dream, one is more realistic than the other. The pipe dream, and I will accept the critique of having a league in Africa that can sustain African talent, I feel like that's more likely than getting Spain, Italy, Eastern Europe, and all countries in Europe to stop being racist. Oh, no, no, hold on. I, no, no, that's how I agree. Oh, I agree. Like, if we're saying what is more likely, even if both are very unlikely, but what is more likely? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Africa having a sustainable league than ending racism in Europe. That's yeah, all 100%. I'm saying. That's oh, all. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And, and if 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 I'm going to spend my energy and effort to have a campaign, please don't be racist to me. Like I'd rather take all of that energy, bottle it up, and let's go be frustrated on the continent together. Yeah. Instead of yeah. dealing with these guys. But I understand that even it, you're totally right about the the psychological trauma that's been that has beset the diaspora at large it's going to require people still suffering in Europe and in Spain and in Italy. So 
again, seeing what Vinicius is going through is not going to change the mind of Endrick that, oh, so I'm just not going to go get the bag in Madrid just mm. because they're racist. No, no, no. We need that money because look around <laughs> like we need the bread. So and it's not just him. It's obviously, his family, extended family, like the community even. Think about someone like Mane. You think Mane is going to stay in a village in Senegal and not go to mines or Salzburg or wherever? Oh, they're racist in Austria. I'm not going to leave. Of course, he's going to go and leave and be suffering racism in different places. Like, of course, I'm going to leave. I have to. And then he takes the money and then he comes back to his village in Senegal and builds it up. That's the current relationship. I'm like that. But that is it's so unsatisfactory. Maybe some people are like, well, no, they're lucky. And it is what it is. They're making millions. I'm like, you're making millions. Cool. But at what cost to your own mm. mental health and your own well-being? Like Vinicius at 22, having to the world on his shoulders, and he's now having to fight for all black people around the world. It's just like, man, like you're, we're putting a lot on him. Like, and to his credit, I think he's dealt with it very well. He's clapped back in ways that mm. I like, and he's pointing it out. As you said, there are there are previous Africans who have existed in Spain, and they've kind of just let it roll like water off a duck's back, as yeah. they say. Actually, actually, and, no, but we don't. Yeah. We don't want to always said like, and I think you would actually be good to answer this. Imagine if you had a scenario where LeBron, Kawhi, Kobe, MJ had to deal with like monkey chance when they hmm. played basketball. So imagine that scenario, because I think that in the United States, yes. Hmm. Or, or let's say NBA was sort of international and you played more international games. So every time they, they played a Lithuania or a Serbia, they had to deal with monkey chants. What would the response be? Because we've allowed this to fester where in 2023, do you know how wild it is where in 2023 in the global sports, <laughs> black players are receiving monkey chants in 2023? Do you, do you want the real answer to what yeah. would happen? And it happened in the bubble. So I think in the bubble, some racist incident happened. I forgot what it was. Or was it George Floyd? George Floyd happened, then the players wanted to boycott NBA finals or something mm. like that. And LeBron James, in his infinite wisdom, <laughs> hear the air quotes, mm -hmm. decided to call Barack Obama and ask Barack, what should I do? <laughs> and instead of Barack Obama telling them, to go with the boycott and do something that would have been quite politically powerful. He said, play. So that's what would happen. If there were monkey chants and whatnot, the basketball players would consult the bourgeois <laughs> of African intelligentsia and whatever it is. And they would tell them, go with what the capitalist people who pay your bills want. Don't do anything too radical. Don't do anything that pushes the envelope too much. Don't not play, but just ignore it or wear a t-shirt, have some stupid campaign like Nike are saying, oh, we're going to have Vinicius as the leading face of an anti-racism campaign. <laughs> Get the f*** out of here. Like, what is, that's not going to do anything wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> and or racism. Or some slogan or like, oh, we've put special laces on a new Nike boot that are red, black, and green to represent African. Like, just pisses me off, man. But anyway, it's n I don't think what you think will happen because they're Americans and arrogant would happen. I feel like they would be more likely just to play and make the money. If e and they would suffer through it and they would have they'd make a 30 for 30 documentary about it some years later and oh my god, what what we suffered was just so crazy, but they wouldn't do sh yeah. or they wouldn't do anything. Let me not swear. <laughs> I've lost my composure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's it's boring. What? We're always here, man. It's Daniel. I swear to you, in the next few months, there's going to be another racist incident. Of course, this is this is. I waited. Nothing changed. I no, waited see, on this moment to write my piece. I knew. I knew it was. That's coming. that's just. Be, see, that's why. See, here's the thing. I, I have to it. put out a video because I run a channel that is a football news channel. Down to me, I don't want to put out anything. Mm -mm. The definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different re result. I'm like, because for me, I was like, wait a minute, we've already been here before already. So what have I said that I didn't say the other three billion times before when we had incidents like, like this? <laughs> so yes, I have to put it out because people- You just change out the names, you change out the yeah, countries. Yeah, change out the names, change out the, the, date change the, the dates, and... you know, and so, no, because normally it's still, it's- a lot of times it's the same fans, it's the same player, but all that's different is just the dates, <laughs> you know? So my thing though is, because that's the thing is like, 
you basically you must think I'm an idiot. Like if you put out that whole we're against racism and racism, you must think I'm a moron. Do you know? Do, do you know what really? Okay, this is my last thing that pisses me off before we get out of here. Because I just I want to play my PlayStation. So <laughs> I'm just staring at. It. I'm like I want to play. Um, they don't even say racism. They say discrimination. So this is this is this is the most sinister thing. And I left this out of the piece because I'm like, this is its own thing. Hmm. They take these instances of anti-black racism, anti-African racism, and they twist them into discrimination at large. So this then turns into let we have to stop anti-Semitism, we have to stop anti-LGBT, we have to stop hmm. anti-womanism, we have to stop anti-black like. They take what is predominantly anti-black racism and twist it into campaigns for everybody. That annoys me so much that in this campaign that Vinicius will lead, the groups that will benefit more are probably white gay men or white gay women uh. than actual African people because of the way that they can't fix their lips to say black or African or anti-black or anti-African. It's always just this loose discrimination umbrella to where we can include everybody and all of this. It's like, th this is very specific to black people, African people, men, women, queer, whatever the case is. Oh, no, oh, no, Say it's, that. You it's have like to deal Cruz. with the problem specifically. If someone has a cancer, you don't give them diabetes medicine unless they have it. Like you yeah. give them the radiation that they need. You give them the treatment that they need. You don't give them... Here's a Tylenol. No, you no, have no, to no, give no. the right diagnosis. Oh, no, basically, and everything is just so. Basically, like, just it's like Terry Crews. Everybody, it's just, no, 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 no. Basically, it's it's, it's like shit. the Terry Crews. It's like the the Terry Crews statement of like his fear is that the whole Black Lives Matter will now become like this pro-black movement that will now lead to somehow. Hate you know against the words you told me not to say. Like what? we need to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's true. But so, 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 so my thing though is. Let's 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 keep it a stack. There, are, a, I keep running people. There is a racial pyramid, and it exists. The white man is at the top, and black people are at the bottom, and everybody is scrambling in the middle to get to the very top. This is the reality. So yes, we know that there's anti-LGBT and so forth. But I'm sorry, anti-blackness is the predominant movement that has existed for decades, based on how. This world has been created because as black people, we are ugly, we are unclean, we are dirty, we are monkeys, we are gorillas, and we are just the lowest of the low of human beings. That is how the world and the media has portrayed us. So let's keep it a stack. And Vinny, specifically Vinny, he doesn't have the pointy nose, he has a wide nose. He doesn't have no lips, he has um, ex accentuated lips and the way he looks like it's even furthers into the stereotypical view of the black man and his dark skin as well so my thing though is to your points though i think there is just a fear of if we now truly treat this whole anti-black racism they may become too powerful and then we're screwed let's just try and lump everything together at once and control this so-called fight against racism. Mm. So it's, let's just bring it everyone into it, mm. you know? It's like how like Dr. King and those guys in the 60s, they fought for, you know, the Civil Rights Act and voting rights and all this stuff. But like the primary benefit be, benefactors of like the civil rights movement were white women because affirmative action included gender, race, nationality, mm. all these types of things. And the biggest minority group in the United States is white women. So I can see like movements like these being co-opted by similar groups. Not that those groups don't have their own issues that need mm. to be dealt with on that level. Of course they do. You can look at the paid disparities between women and all of that. Like they're very real and they should be dealt with. But what I worry is that the energy that's created by situations like this aren't used to actually ameliorate the situation that caused it. So Nike's campaign, is it going to be an anti-black racism campaign? Or is it going to be anti-discrimination and in discrimination, we include everybody and in everything that way we're, we're not excluding one. We're, we're, we're making sure that everybody is represented and blah, blah, blah. I, I think this needs to be a specific tailored approach to a specific tailored problem. And if it's not that, then just respectfully.
your campaign. That's where I'm at. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they listen to the pod. I want to play my PlayStation. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, so, I need to yeah, because of that. Yeah, I need to, I need to do some some gaming as well. Man. Yes, this is so. this has been the Talk Attack this podcast. Remember to listen to the second podcast. By the way, uh, we we might continue this. Oh, um, oh yeah, you know, let's so, yeah. because yeah, let's even do like a whole topic on this racism, racism, racism in the beat and the beautiful game. <laughs> anyway, I'm at Daniel to look. Have hope. Where can people find you? I was gonna call you Call for a second. Have hope. Oh, wow. people... Half half of footballhot.com or around the corner. Carl can be found on the Athletic. Apparently, he's on vacation. Shout out, hey, Carlos. And yeah, just all the links are in the description. If you have any comments about what we said, hit us up on Twitter, personal account, whatever it is. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Peace, peace. peace. Um, what am I saying? Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Not this week. See you guys. Yeah, true. Always racism. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>